When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. All right, Jays and Sox are underway now. And it is uh, 0-0, actually the end of the first, so they sneakily started the game without us knowing, Kellen. Yeah. That's rude. Uh, That's I got rude. a little blip across the screen here saying we're, you know, First pitch has now been moved back to 8-10 Eastern, and now, of course, with everything's Eastern, you know, timing, you have to do the conversion, <laughs> Eastern to Mountain, and this and that, and then realizing, yeah. oh, the game is on, and then now the game is on, so there we go. Our conversions were a little incorrect, so. Math yeah. is hard, Dave Campbell. <laughs> That's why we're in radio. <laughs> exactly, so. right? Why would we do this to ourselves? Why mm. would we try and do math? I mean, we're surrounded by numbers all the time. Do we do we believe that they're there? Yes. Yeah. Do we care? Yeah. Not all the time, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, Hurricanes today signing veteran Ford Paul Stasty, $1.5 million contract for next season. 21 goals, 71 games with the Winnipeg Jets last season. Canada edging the uh, arch rival. Americans today, 3-1 in Denmark. Tune up ahead of the Women's World Hockey Championships. Jesse Elridge, Sarah Fillier scored on the power play. Blair Turnbull had Canada's opening goal. Canada begins its World Championship title defense Thursday against Finland. Oh, wow. Elks on a uh, coming off a win, 30-12 to over the Ottawa Red Blacks. They will try and uh, get the second half of the home-and-home. On Saturday, 3.30 is countdown to kickoff, and 5 o'clock is the kickoff right here on 6.30. Chad, Brendan Escott, Blake Dermott, uh, Morley, and myself. And this man will be in the lineup after missing the game last Friday in Ottawa. It is your starting center for Edmonton Elks on the offensive line, David Beard. David, how you doing, my man? Doing right, man. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, what is it about you in Ottawa uh, and and you're not being able to go because you're sick because I think this happened two weeks in a row or two years in a row has it not? <laughs> yeah, this is the second year in a row. Last year was a uh, false positive, but this year was uh, a real positive. So is it yeah. behind us? I'm glad it's behind us. <laughs> yeah, I, I was there in June, so I understand. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad it was only one game for you. It ended up being two for me. But of course, I'm not playing. I'm just yapping my lips uh, about you guys. So there you go. Um, yeah, but okay. I, yeah, I'll tell you, that was an impressive performance considering, again, it just, and I shouldn't say again, but it just didn't start the way you would want to start uh, any football game with the uh, misexecution with the penalties, but man, oh man, somehow late in the second quarter and then out of the gate in the second half, uh, your team did not look back. No, absolutely not. And I mean, my my first view of the game was the TV copy, and I was I, I was uh, kind of holding my breath there for the first couple quarters, um, but seeing the way the guys kind of came out in the second half, that was. That was big time. I was hollering pretty loud at the, the TV seeing that, so that was pretty exciting. And yeah, I felt like a true fan once again. 
So you're a vocal observer when you have to uh, be forced to watch a game with uh, with 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 your team involved, eh? Yeah, it's a, it's a foreign experience. I've experienced it for quite a while, but it's like, yeah, it's it's one of those things where you you're, you feel helpless to make a difference, and you want to so bad, but yeah, it's uh, no, it's pretty it's pretty fun to do that too in a different way. So. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to support the team any way you can, and that's the best way you could support the team. So, uh, there yeah. you go. Now, are you are you watching with the volume up or off? Uh, up, definitely up. I got kids okay. in the house, so definitely up. <laughs> <laughs> you got to try. That's a contest, eh? Drowning out the kids, or the, you know, oh, the kids drown out the TV. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so I want to know from from your knowledge base and you would understand probably what would be said in the room um what adjustments do you think were made on offense to to help you guys just you know i mean it was 22 minutes and 29 seconds of time of possession i mean you all you had the ball for three quarters of the of the darn half which is crazy uh yeah. but what did what did you notice about the adjustments what really came to uh you know came, came to your mind uh, about hey okay we're doing this now yeah, and you know what? Like truthfully, on the TV copy, as any fan would know, it's it's pretty tough to see exactly what's going on in terms of the scheme and that kind of stuff. That you get so many different camera angles, and truthfully, this is a lot of retrospective reflection. Um, but uh, just f identifying their methods of operation, particularly in the run game, um, we saw some adjustments there that we were able to take advantage of. Um, so that was a, that was a big kind of review in our post post game uh, breakdown, um, making those adjustments in the run game. And then just staying in front of your man on, in the pass protection. And that was just kind of, we, we had a rough start uh, in the beginning and just trying to get our feet under us. Um, but, yeah, the guys did a great job. Credits to the whole line that were in there. Um, yeah, big compliments to Corte jumping in the center and Tomas coming up to a uh, starting role there for the week. And that was, uh, yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty awesome to see. I was pretty proud of the group uh, for the way that they responded in that second half. Yeah, Mark uh, stepping in at center, and the advantage is he's the, this is his fourth year in the league. He's played center before, um, mm -hmm. and he know he knows pretty much every call you make, right? So he uh, he's sliding in there isn't all that big of a big of a change for him. Yeah, he's he's a smart player too. Like I think it's one of the assets of uh, Mark as an individual player is that he's yeah he's an intelligent guy. He can play physical. He's got really really good feet. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a no brainer for him. Uh, I know the coaches had it was a no brainer for them as well in terms of uh, filling in for the week. And um, yeah, he's a he's a great asset to our club, and we appreciate everything that he does. David Beard, starting center for you, Edmonton Elks, joining us here on 6.30 Chad Inside Sports. Um, now, I mentioned the time of possession. I mean, almost 22 and a half minutes. You've played under a number of offenses. You've played under Stephen McAdoo's offense before. And mm -hmm. this is kind of his bread and butter. And um, that if you need him to, you know, if you need him to, or you need the offense to, to drain clock, um, he's able to do that. And, and, and you're able to execute uh, you know, we saw him in 14-15, and we've seen him in, do it in Saskatchewan. But, you know, I, I asked Taylor Cornelius about the concentration you need, especially on that that long drive, that drive that took, what, 840 off the clock, 15 plate, 575 yeah. yards. That uh, that was the final score, I think, of the game that, that sealed it. Um, tell me yeah. in, in that situation, because you've been in 
that situation before, even in other offenses, about the level of concentration that you need to to, to execute at that high of a level, because that's a lot of plays and a lot of time. Yeah, you know what? It's a it's a good observation. It's it does require a lot of focus and effort, like Cornelius would have been saying. Uh, and I think the thing that helps us is that's the way that we practice. We we practice like it's game time. Like if the offense gets shut down in the period, we get shut down, and we'll we'll transition to another phase of the game. Um, right. But we're, we're still going to get our, our reps in in order to um, get our execution down and all that kind of stuff. So we'll just return back to a series where it was and that way it gives us a realistic look and if that means that we've marched the whole entire practice field that's what we do just like it would be in a game a 15 play drive if it takes a couple plays and we're in the end zone great we'll reset the period and we'll we'll resume the series to make sure we can get that execution in for each and every one of those plays so it's it comes down to like the work has been done during the week and now we just get to play ball and enjoy the fruits of our labor from the week of of prep so yeah hats off to the guys for sticking through like 15 play drives you know no thing that you can shake a stick at so um yeah proud of the guys that did a great job i mean you'll probably want to be an offense that could if you need a two play drive or if you need a five play drive or you need a 15 play drive you, you can get it done exactly yeah exactly it's uh it's a it's a mind control thing like you just got to be able to um yeah, stay focused. Understand that this is a job the team needs to get done, and do it no matter what, no matter what the cost is. So, uh, last two games, and this is from uh, Brian Desjardins, who is the uh, fine statistician for the Elks, long time, goes by Uncle BD on for Twitter, and is a fantastic individual. I mean, he's one of the best people you could ever meet. But last two games, uh, he has pointed out more run plays than pass plays. Now, some of that is Taylor getting, Taylor Cornelius getting flushed, but some of that is, you know, it's actually intentional to run the ball. It's intentional to get the quarterback who can move, uh, get him out uh, either uh, on a draw player in space and attack defenses. But uh, tell me what difference you've seen out of. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, the offensive line and the offense, period. The fact that now you're you're balanced the last two games and and it's important you got to keep that up somehow yeah no for sure i mean part of that comes down to as you know uh where the game is at your your hands are a little bit tied when you're behind by 30 plus points right um so that that plays a factor into it but i can't really speak to the exact um masterminding that mcadoo has in terms of play calling but um as offensive lineman uh you ask any one of us we're happy to be running the ball. We love being the hammer and uh, not the nail. So, uh, in the run game, it's always a treat. In the pass game, we got to make it physical, and uh, that's kind of what we're uh, being taught and preached every single day. So, yeah, I, I tell you, I I'm so impressed with Anthony Milanovic Litre. You know, and I, I watched him as a Calgary Stampeder, and it seemed like every time he touched the ball, something happened when he was playing with mm-hmm. the red and white. I get that impression, and he's been used maybe in a different way uh, with, with with the Elks, but every time mm-hmm. he gets the ball, something happens, especially between the tackles. Uh, he's And he's quicker than you give him 
that anyone would give him credit for because he doesn't have that you know he's a he's big he's thick he's low to the ground but he's got a bit of a burst too absolutely yeah no Ante's been a great asset for the club he's he's uh and I said both on the field and off the field, he's been a great leader in the locker room and in terms of getting guys uh, into the meeting room outside of our team time and that kind of stuff. So it's been it's been really good um, to see um, him flourish here and, um, yeah, service his team well. Um, we're really happy with what he's been doing and we're, we're excited to be playing alongside of him. And for the O-line, we're happy to be blocking in front of him. So he's a great guy. We love working with him. Uh, he's been doing a phenomenal job and he yeah he's uh, surprisingly electric that would be the word that i would use <laughs> that that's a good hey that'd be a good handle for him surprisingly electric anti milanovic litre i wonder if he would like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's doing awesome work you tell him some nuthead on the radio said that not not you okay you can throw me under the bus david feel free it's okay uh david beard joining us starting center for edmonton elks here on 6 30 chat insights for its elk to the red blacks uh, second half of the home and home on saturday 3 30 countdown to kickoff five o'clock is the kickoff right here on 6 30 chad um taylor cornelius and this is i believe the fourth quarterback no i maybe fifth because Beaudry took a couple snaps at the end of the game. I, I'm losing count, David, and um, I think it would be fair uh, to understand why, but um, he's going to start in his sixth game, and he started, what, seven or eight last season, and mm-hmm. two and three as a starter. But what are you seeing out of, out of Taylor uh, as far as his progression? Because last year he was put into some pretty difficult situations, and this oh, year... Uh, to not play for the first five games, to be uh, sitting on the bench for five games and then say, okay, you're up against the Montreal Alouettes and he hasn't looked back since. What have you seen out of Cornelius this year? Yeah, I mean, he's he's showing what kind of true, what kind of a true professional he really is. Um, I, can, I can think back to his first start in uh, 2021, uh, knowing that he had zero days of Team A practice. Um, and going into the game at first first start without any uh, first team reps like that was that was pretty incredible to see some of the things that he actually did in that game. I think it was against Winnipeg. Um, that was that was a really big deal to see him kind of step up to the plate and do the best he could under the circumstances. Um, and he's just progressed and shown more poise and more professionalism ever since then. It's a real treat to play in front of him. Uh, he's a guy that, uh, good or bad, he's like stoic cold you you he won't waver he's just going to keep putting the work and we love we love kind of guys like that and uh it's a lot of fun playing with them um yeah it's just a real treat we're, we're really happy with what taylor's been doing his offensive line um and uh yeah we're wishing all the best for him as a player so yeah no question no question and unfortunately a couple injuries uh, affecting the offense uh one we know about that will affect you long term is uh, Manny Arsenault who was out with an ankle injury and on the six game injured list and Tony Washington uh, doesn't look like he'll play on Saturday with a neck injury so Andrew Garnett will play um, losing Manny first let's let's discuss that and then uh, transition into losing uh, losing Tony hopefully not for very long yeah yeah absolutely yeah I mean for for Manny um, he, like you look at the statistics Desjardins would be able to tell you all about that but it's he's uh he's been a professional and he's been a producer his whole entire career uh, and it's been no shortage of that here I think I actually heard you talking on the radio maybe the other day or maybe this morning or something and you were talking about he's our second leading receiver on our team is that right yep yep so he's been like he's been a 
true pro and a leader in the locker room as well, similar to Ante. Um, it, it's going to hurt losing Manny for sure. Um, I think we're excited to see some of the other options that um, we're optimistic about in to try and replace Manny, but nothing's going to replace Manny. He's he's he is what he is. So the Manny show is irreplaceable. So um, we're disappointed that he's he's out. Um, we're looking forward to seeing him kind of get get on the mend, and uh, we're looking forward also to see um, who's going to be uh, filling the filling the boots for a little bit, and um, yeah, making some plays in place. So. Yeah, and losing Tony Washington as well, and you you know him from you know your first mm-hmm. stint here, and you know I, I've loved his story. You know he's come back and um, he's you know he's balling out there, likely his last season, and uh, uh, you know just just I mean I would call him I describe him as just a presence. It's a nice presence to have out there that you're not going to have, but it is next man up. It's football. Yeah, no, Tony's full of energy, and um, he can he can rally the guys and. Um, he does his job, and he and we're 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 gonna be missing him a bunch um, for our, however long he's out. I'm not sure what the exact story is on that. That obviously is um, news today for us as well. And so, however long that he uh, he needs to get on the end, um, so be it. But we'll be missing him, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Garnett uh, get in there and uh, make some plays um, on his behalf. Uh, in the meantime, so it's uh, yeah, we're we're sad to see a guy like that um, have to deal with some injuries and stuff like that too so we're uh yeah we're just gonna kind of move on and uh carry the weight in the meantime and yeah it's tough to tough to say more so okay david i believe i'm building it this is the last question and i've built this interview to the crescendo of the of, of the questions here so and of the <laughs> issues we're, we're discussing um uh-huh. elks red blacks on saturday mm-hmm. on the brickfield at commonwealth stadium uh you're on the field the last time this team won you clinched a playoff mm-hmm. spot back in 2019, October 12th. No one will forget right. Logan Kilgore's mouth after he bit his tongue. Um, that right. was quite gruesome, but you won. So hey, there you go. Um, I don't think I don't think you can overemphasize any any sort of game. The game is the game. It's the next game on your schedule, so it's the biggest. But is yeah. there any extra oomph to it that you know that a win breaks a 12-game home losing streak? Oh, a hundred percent. Like, you know, I think media has asked me at least five separate times about how big of a deal it is to try and get our first home win. And every time I've been, I've been answering like we are itching to get our home team win, um, our home field win. It's, it's something that we want number one for ourselves. Like we, we want to earn that, um, and earn it the right way. Uh, but number two, like our fans deserve it. They've been, they've been waiting for these home wins. They've been sticking, those who've been sticking with us, I've been sticking with us through the thin, not so much the thick. Um, so the, the thin, the thin times here of the last, um, yeah, 12 months, a little longer. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's something that we want to, we want to bring back number one for ourselves, number two for the fans. So we're itching to get this home win. Um, we're optimistic this week. Um, we're going to come out swinging and um, come out faster than we even left the game uh, last week. So, um, yeah, it's it's number one on the priority list at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, you know, the bigger picture, and I've, I've said this line before: pain in the process towards progress. And and hopefully this is another win, and you get towards that, uh, you know, that better process as well. And and you know, because you want to be as, as you know, you want to be where Winnipeg is. You want to be where Calgary is. You want to be, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you want to be that consistent winner like you were. And it takes it takes time, especially when you have a roster that's been ripped apart as badly as it was in the off season. Yeah. But but yeah. now. Like we're, you know, you feel like you're starting to see the traction now. 
yeah, yeah, we're starting to see those those tires grab a little bit, and we're going to make some progress here. And um, I think that some of the, to steal some of the words from Coach Jones this morning, he, he said, if we're writing this book, we just we just kind of wrote down that first page, and we got to keep keep moving on. And now we're on to the second page, so we got to stick this uh, stick this thing down and get it get some progress going and make some headway here. And this is kind of the start of uh, start of the train rolling here. So. All right, David, thank you so much. I know the next big day is tomorrow practice because it's chicken day. Uh, offense yeah. versus defense. Yeah. All the best to you tomorrow. Good luck. Thanks. Appreciate it. All right, David Beard, starting center for your Edmonton Elks. Yes, day two is compete day, and it's chicken day, and whichever phase wins has to buy the other phase um, chicken dinner. And it is ultra competitive, folks. It's a lot of fun. All right, so Jay's down one nothing to the Boston Red Sox. They're heading to the third inning of play. Uh, Manny Arsenault's injury, by the way, is specifically a high ankle sprain. So it's the Leon Dreisaitl injury. Although Manny will be able to get some rest and rehab, and hopefully we will see him very, very soon. So the Red Blacks come to town 1-8. and eight. It's been a tough season for them. Lots of expectations. We'll speak with Jeff Avery, a former Ottawa Rough Rider, breakup champion, 1976 color analyst on TSN 1200, broadcast with AJ Jakubek. Uh, he knows a lot about the scene in Ottawa, so it's tough on the field, but it's also good off the field. About that in a moment.